0: Fuck it! We're doing it live! We're going! We're live! Doing it live! Uh, Hello everybody, welcome back to the CC Podcast. It has been a couple of weeks, we're still waiting on Jeff, our regular co-host, to get back. He is in Minnesota visiting his family and your mom. So today we're (laughs) featuring Harold. We're allowing him to remain nameless, but some of you may know Harold as a driver, feeder driver, big rig driver... The guy who visits your mom you know whatever uh, but today we're going to learn how to smoke a pipe and I actually have somebody sitting next to me so when I'm talking in the we it's not the royal we also I've been practicing my enunciation I will no longer be saying and um and so as many times as usual but I will be doing other intelligent furloughs of conversation, such as although and however that being said Harold, say hello to our audience. Hello, audience. Thank you, James. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. And thanks for pouring this uh, fantastic Makers 46 brought to you by Makers Mark. These have a virgin French oak staff placed into the barrel while it is aging in the barrel. Uh, American white oak, which is also a virgin barrel. And uh, it infuses a delightful fruity flavor to it. I'm drinking mine neat and just right off the bat I'm getting like some tart cherry. This is uh, off gas and breathes for a little while here. I'm going to go in for the, for the sip. It takes a hardcore alcoholic to just take neat whiskey and just swish his mouth with it. That is gassy. It burns all the way down to my tummy but now it's that I've had smooth. that. It's so smooth. It doesn't burn as bad. Uh, those of you with chronic gum disease, I recommend gargling with massive amounts of whiskey. It'll really make me making out with you that much better. Mm. Like, Halitosis Joe, I will deep tongue kiss you if you gargle with this shit. <laughs> we don't know anybody named Halitosis Joe. And for you uneducated motherfuckers, Halitosis is a uh, chronic bad breath. Um... I'm going to get into this before I start saying and and um and embarrassing and estranging our one fan much more. Uh, That clicking sound is me opening up a fine J.M. Boswell handmade pipes pipe blend. Yes, these people blend their own pipe tobacco. They are not a sponsor of the show, but they can. So anybody who also orders from J.M. Boswell, let them know that the CC podcast wants to smoke their fine tobaccos. Uh, today we're going to try the Rum River. Where are they from? Uh, they are from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Oh my. All good tobacco businesses do business out of Florida, Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire. We'll get into that when we start discussing finances and all these other things. Uh, but since we're just doing the intro, we're going to give this a nice little sniff. Harold picked this out earlier because I had him finger fuck nearly a pound of tobacco <laughs> to choose what we're going to try. But we're going to try a number of them. We're going to describe as a purely audio format currently Till we start figuring out our microphone and camera setup. We're going to be very descriptive. And then when we start you know, finger-fucking tools and stuff, we'll hold them up for the camera. And uh, you guys can check us out on Rumble and YouTube when we get there. And then we'll probably go exclusively YouTube because I'm pretty sure I said fuck in the first 30 seconds of this video. Rumble won't allow that? Uh, so YouTube... I apologize. If I said that backwards, YouTube will actually uh, demonetize your video on the first 30 seconds if you say the F word. Really? Yeah. Something about the sensitivities of a person. After 30 seconds, you're prepared to get fucked. I'm trying to think if I've ever come (laughs) across that, but I don't think (laughs) I
1: have because they've eliminated it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you won't be promoted. You won't... Anyway. We're going to digress. So, uh... The way you start your pipe experience, uh, Harold has chosen... Is that the one you've chosen? Sure. Uh, so this is my grandfather's pipe. Hmm. Um, is that why it well, smells like your grandmother? One of one of many. And yes, that is precisely why. And I'm really glad you recognize that. Did because, she live by the sea? Uh, <laughs> U-N-T. <laughs> so we have a proper pipe ashtray here with a cork knocker. So that if I left any tobacco in my uh, Dunhill Churchwarden pipe of salvaged salvaged shell briar from the bottom of the River Thames, um, I can just knock it. And it will not damage the bowl, and it'll knock the remaining uh, crap inside out. Harold has a delightful briar pipe. There's actually some information carved in the bottom of this here. Oh, this does not. Is that your uh, grandfather and grandmother's initials? Uh, No, no. So I have some of these. The maker's mark is actually carved into the bottom of it. Um, this one is very nice, very natural cut. Uh, so what makes briar different than normal wood is the grain of the wood. Like morning wood? It's It's harder. It's harder than morning wood. Uh, it it will actually have cross grains and interweaving grains so that it can handle uh, heat and stresses differently than a full grained wood pipe wood. So you can knock on it, you can, you know, tap it, drop it, kick it, oops it and it won't break because the grain is going in so many different directions. Are they They always made of wood? Are there there, plastic pipes? There there are clay pipes. There are metal pipes. There are glass pipes. Uh, I recommend everybody who's going to be serious about smoking pipes. It says the guy who owns seven pipes but doesn't own a Meerschaum pipe. Everybody should own a Meerschaum pipe. What's that? Once once you have $300 to your name and you're going to be serious about smoking a pipe, Meerschaum is the Turkish word for sea foam, and it is a mineral. And here in the lounge, where we have sort of permission to do this podcast, there is an assortment of meerschaum pipes right there. Oh. So those are carved out of a mineral. It's not clay, it's not wood. But not this mouthpiece part. Uh, so the tendon will almost always be some sort of acrylic. Sometimes it'll be ceramic, uh, but it's often some sort of petrochemical rendered into some sort of plasticky type stuff. That's actually a new tendon because I used to smoke that pipe so often. Uh, So I broke it, or it was broken, and I got a new one made for it for about $45. Made for it? Made for it. So uh, this tendon on this $1,100 give or take pipe doesn't fit quite right so I have a little piece of plastic in there to help it fit in there. And you always want to turn it when you're when you're seating it, so you turn it when you pull it out, you turn it when you push it in, and then you just kind of make sure it's flat-ish with the bowl face. You know, you can close an eye and make sure it's flat-ish. And if you if you like to have your pipe cocked a little sideways, that's okay. There's room for gangsters everywhere. I thought your pipe wasn't cocked. It it is, and it belongs in your mouth. And <laughs> we're going to get to that right now. So. Uh, we will fill right over the ashtray here, because we're not a bunch of animals. But you just take an, a light pinch, and we're going to add as we go. So you just take a little little pinch, like maybe a gram. For those of you who smoked weed in the past, or currently, uh, take a, about a gram and just kind of lightly fluff it in. And then you want to get it about three quarters of the way full. And then you'll do a draw test. We're not too worried about the first pinch. But you want it, you know, light. How's that? So, give it a draw test. So, yeah. I have some experience, so that's basically fucking perfect right there. So I've got some room to add some more. But we're going to try a couple, so I'm going to not. So I'm about three quarters of the way full. And I got a nice little draw on that. And just to make sure we flatten the top so that we get a nice cherry on there, I'm going to pack it down a little bit extra. Because as soon as you char the top... Are you going to describe the tool you're using right now? uh, So this is your standard Turkish pipe tool. I recommend the old school, doesn't exist anymore, Dunhill pipe tool. It's a three-in-one piece of briar where the shacker threads into the bottom piece, which is the packer, and it doesn't have a reamer scoop. Um... But the standard Turkish tool, you can basically call it a Turkish pipe tool. When you were doing time, you were the shacker.
1: And your celly was the packer? Wrong.
0: When I was doing time... <laughs> Sorry. I was the reamer. And my cellie was the bitch. Okay. He was also in there for, like, stupid check fraud. And I was in there for, like, you know, felony bitch. possession of narcotics for sale. Uh, so... We're gonna take this so we have the JM Boswell pipe tobacco rum river uh, We're gonna use a standard flat flame butane uh, like bic lighter uh, if Bic wants to sponsor us or if you our delightful listener would like to sponsor us you can buy us a beer about it because our time is valuable and our relaxation is important to us we're gonna have a minimum buy-in for us to guarantee to answer your question of ten dollars that'll get us close to a six pack. We're not savages. We're not drinking Budweiser and smoking 7 to $25 cigars. How do they do that? Uh, so that is on our uh, Spotify. If you're listening to this, you're probably listening to us on Spotify. If you're catching us on RSS feed or somewhere else... But if you want to buy us a beer about it, figure it out. I'm also going to get a P.O. box if you want to send us, like, anthrax, poison, your panties, something like that. (laughs) Uh, We will be featuring that in a future episode. (laughs) But buy us a beer about it, and we'll talk about a topic that you bring up. But we will be checking out the comments and stuff like that. There is no buy-in required. Like, leave us a comment, like, subscribe, answer our poll questions. We're going to do a poll question for almost every episode. The first poll question was, Should we do more how to's? And immediately the response was overwhelming. Our entire one listener answered at 100% yes, we should do more how to's. So we've got our bowl pipe. Oh my God. We've got our bowl packed of our premium pipe tobacco by JM Boswell. We are about three quarters of the way full, and we're going to give it a light. So we got a cold draw? Oh, yes cold draw immediately you're testing the draw on this you're packing it yourself unlike a cigar so you get that cold draw i'm getting a lot of cake and when i say cake that if you have a used pipe uh, or it hasn't been really cleaned and oiled recently you're going to get the carbon that builds up on the inside of the bowl and a little bit of carbon that builds up on the inside of the tendon but that will go away once it heats up Also, if you're going to be serious about smoking a pipe, it it requires accessories. I have an assortment of pipe cleaners here. Um, You can get them with uh, like some plastic tabs in there that are really efficient at scraping some cake off. Uh, There are also these uh, bits that you can get for each individual bowl size. So uh, these are number four bowls, I'm pretty sure. And I'm just kinda gonna show Harold here. So there's there's one I'm tasting cake. So we'll check down inside the tin in here a little are bit. Are there
1: solvents that are uh, so like,
0: like gunpowder solvents <laughs> that are meant to get rid of the residue from so powder? On the wood side, it's all about scraping and oiling. And uh, you can wax the outside like use some carnuba wax and stuff like that of the bowl of the bowl but the inside you exclusively scrape it. You don't you don't fuck around with putting oil inside a well condition cuz all you're going to have in the open pores of the wood cuz wood is a porous non-vitreous is the scientific terminology. Um but uh okay hey, Dr. James, eh, you know, some people Get degrees. Other people listen to epic shit. Tons of podcasts. Read dictionaries and other such things. The point of what I'm saying is, you don't fuck around with the wood. You scrape the inside. If you scrape wood off the inside of your bowl, <laughs> you've already done the cardinal sin. That's what and she said. we will drag you out in the street and flog you. <laughs> but if you're just scraping some carbon off the inside, like you will notice over time, that your bowl will get smaller. You'll build up a really nice cake. But the thing is, you oh. want a little bit of cake in there because it's more porous than the wood. So you get airflow around the whole cherry. And so you can really get good airflow, really good draw, and then it'll just slowly burn down. And you're going to experience that because these pipes are practically perfect in every way. They were smoked by a 50 to over 80 year old man who then later died of brain cancer, which you can't get from smoking a pipe. I'll argue that till the day I die of <laughs> brain cancer oh, from brain smoking. I'm so really <laughs> 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 Where I'm going with that is uh, the the cake is extra porous, and you can get like a good eighth inch of cake on the inside of your bowl, and it'll filter the air that you pull in, cool it down, and you know it'll go past your cherry. So you're just getting the minimum, just like smoking a cigar. is like an incense. You're not sitting here like really puffing on it hard. You can, and you can get some nicotine from it, and you can do some French inhaling or some retrohaling and stuff like that, but the idea is to really enjoy it, and you want it to be as cool as possible. You're all about enjoying tobacco. Yeah, it's non-addictive in the way that I do it because I don't do it so often. Don't get me wrong, I love to just sit and chill and have a drink and smoke a pipe. Because I love it so much, I don't do it every day because I don't want to burn out on it either. So couple times a week if I have the opportunity. If, I, if I'm off after 7, 8 o'clock on a Tuesday, unless I've already told somebody I'm going to be here, I go home. And I don't smoke outside when it's hot. And I don't smoke outside when it's cold. And I don't smoke outside when it's raining. And I don't smoke in my house. So there are long periods of time where I'm not smoking.
1: You don't enjoy this space by yourself often?
0: Oh, I, I do. But I don't like I don't rush here after work because it makes it less enjoyable. So if I, if I know... Too commonplace? Me- yeah, if, if I know I'm if I know I'm going to meet somebody here or whatever, like then I made a commitment. But if it's later, I'm not going to like come down here and like skip dinner or whatever because I like you know, I want to have like a nibble before I take a shower and go to bed. So I'm not going to dash here so I can sit here by myself and then like sometimes I do. I really do enjoy the space by myself, but I'm not in a mad rush to get here. And if I'd rather go home and take a shower instead, I'm going to do that. But when I make plans with somebody, punctuality is important to me. Respecting somebody else's time is important. If if I know they're concerned, it's like, I was three minutes late to breakfast this morning and I apologized. Weak. I didn't text because it's like, uh oh, it's only three minutes and it's not worth it. I was already in my car and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to be late. So... It's like, I'm not going to die sending a text message that says, hey, I'm going to be late. And then, you know, I head in, you know, head on someone or whatever. That's that's bad. (laughs) Okay. So uh, what we would normally do when we're doing a cigar is cut and light. Today we have done the pack and we have spoken for an additional seven plus fucking minutes. So let's get this big flame going and start lighting this bowl. So what you want to do is get your flame going ahead of time. You don't want to be sucking butane. Turn it on its side. So four little pulls there, checking. We're not quite there yet. So we're gonna add some more flame. There's another three. I'm starting to get a cherry, so now I'm gonna pack it down immediately. That three quarters bowl is almost a half bowl, just like that. But once you get it packed in well, There we go. Nice rolling ember. And you just want to keep it drawable. I think I'm there. So, have you packed yet? Yes. Okay. Got a nice rolling cherry right in the middle of my bowl. And. Bessie? I can check for you. Oh, That's, no.
1: yeah. I gotta do it again.
0: So, Harold is a novice, but he is doing quite well. Also, pro tip, since heat rises, this will really keep you from burning your thumb. Oh. And you don't have to get the flame in there. The hottest part of the flame is usually close to a quarter inch away from what you can see. And... Yeah, so you've got a good quarter of the bowl lit there, and because of the good quality way that I keep the tobacco on average, it should just keep itself going. The difference between a cigar and a pipe is the amount of fidgeting that you have to do with a pipe. A pipe is an active smoke. You have to sit and pack and tamp and fluff and add. What about the pipe? Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: <laughs> I think I have it going pretty good now. Yeah.
0: And you will. But, I mean, you really got to pull on it a good number of times over and over again to really keep it going. And you're going to light and relight and relight and relight. Um, there, there is a way to perfectly humidify your pipe tobacco to get it just right all the time, every time. But each individual tobacco requires its own. So if you got a blacker Cavendish, you're going to want to keep that a little bit more moist for enjoyability. But you're going to have to keep it a little more dry to keep it smoking. And I would rather relight it than be messing around with um, how hot it's going to burn when it's less... Humidified to keep it cherried all the way through. Uh, there's some Virginia straight cuts, very similar to cigarette tobacco. You light it up, it's going to stay lit all the way through, but it's going to be a little more harsh. It's going to be a little more earthy, tobacco-y, leathery. And the variety of flavors you can get from type, pipe tobacco, you can go from uh, amaretto, which is a almond liqueur, to zebra cunt flavor
1: and everything (laughs) you can think of in between Uh what uh, is that why you see older guys just have this thing hanging off their mouth Mm -hmm. like they're constantly working to draw keeping this thing going while whilst doing things
0: Um, and they'll they'll get a little bit right here so so that's a little rubber with
1: their teeth yep and just I think that's how my grandfather smoked it just kind of like he was powered by steam.
0: So I just did a nice retro hail with this uh, rum river. On the retro hail, you do get the rum. If I would have known that was what you were going to choose, I went to Total Wine and More. Not sponsored by Total Wine and More, but if Total Wine and More wants to sponsor us, I just bought a very nice sipping whiskey from them. Uh, I won't name the brand because I don't know if they want to be associated with us. But they're notorious for having parrots on their labels. It's a XO. So they rate rum the way they do brandy. So it is a, uh, it's in the cognac, which all cognac is brandy, but not all brandy is cognac. It is a cognac of sipping rums, and it's alleged to be very nice. And then because I was buying a nice sipping rum, and I happened to have my girlfriend with me, she's like, Oh, this one looks nice, and I said, "Yes, it does." And for about fifty-two dollars, it's probably very nice. And she's like, "Aren't you going to get that one?" I'm like, "I want to try this one." And she's like, "Well, I want you to try this one because I like the label." <laughs> so that's fair. In in standard female fashion, when your girlfriend makes more money than you do because she's a nurse and you're a stupid truck driver, I thought she just dressed up that way. Uh, no, that's that was hot. That's her other job. <laughs> I digress she <laughs> got the other other one which was very expensive and uh, if she doesn't like it I'll be trying them both and bringing them both down here but do you do rum as a pairing with your tobacco absolutely you can that was brought to me by another cigar podcast that I don't listen to very often but they were featured on another cigar podcast the cigar authority out oh. yeah so pack. Just lightly. Oh thank. And then I'll get this out of the way. And you can tap some ash off. On the knocker. On the knocker. Just just a little tap. Just a little Yeah, see that so you didn't you didn't pack it very good. You got unburnt tobacco in there. That's Mm, okay. Weak. There's there's no shame. It's your first time. And I also Oh, I'm still going. I, I am well-practiced at this, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Light and repack? So, just light, because you should be starting to develop a nice base there. And tur- turn it upside down. You're going to burn your fingy and have a bad time. Oh, just the, the smoke is just rolling in here, folks. Yeah, it's got a nice sweetness to it. So different than a cigar. So different. And and the variety of flavors available because they they blend the tobaccos in a different way. You can do so many more tobaccos. You can do fire-cured tobacco. Probably not very good in a cigar. Alongside a natural aged tobacco, and get nuts and earth in the same in the same thing. They can do infusions and stuff of you know peaches and cream and chocolate and all kinds of stuff. So this rum river, I wish they did a description on it. Uh, you can look them up, of course, but it's it's supposed to be a little bit rummy, and it's because. You're not going to smoke cigars out at sea. You just don't have time for that. You inhale this? You can. This is very It's very easy. But I don't recommend ever inhaling tobacco. It can cause, like, so, because California, it is my duty to inform you all, if you don't know already, that this is a 21 and over podcast, and we consume tobacco and alcohol. And smoking of tobacco, even if you don't inhale, can cause cancers of the throat, nose, and mouth. Inhaling tobacco can cause lung cancer, and it can also metastasize and just kill you anyway. That being said, you can, and some people do, inhale pipe tobacco, and it is a whole new level of enjoyability. But something that probably doesn't work super well with uh, cigars for some people, but does work well with pipe tobacco, is you can do the retrohale a lot easier, because it cools down so much. So the retrohale, which I've discussed on the previous podcast, is you draw the smoke into your mouth and pass it using your tongue, palate, and throat out your nose. No inhale. And it works pretty well. It's it's very cool. Uh, cool in temperature, not cool in... Uh, smoking is not cool kids if you're a kid and you're listening to this you should turn this off uh, reevaluate your life and maybe go see a priest and tell on yourself why do you think that you know
1: cigarettes they have their aesthetic and people enjoy them cigars have their own how come pipe pipe tobacco pipes you know didn't take off and second thought with the flavors, you know, all the new uh, vaping was, you know, rainbow unicorn and popping <laughs> candy cantaloupe. Like, how come, like, with all the flavors that pipe tobacco has,
0: you know, why is this a lateral? So, I like your line of questioning. And first, all smoking, before the first cigarette was invented, was done through pipes. So, this is... The Cro-Magnon proto—this is this like uh, what? What do they call those uh, proto hipsters or something like that, (laughs) right? This is the original way to smoke—is through a pipe. Because if you if
1: you saw like a hipstery guy at a brewery in the smoking section smoking this with his hipster uniform on, you would think douchebag.
0: You, You would think that. I would probably approach him depending on what his hipster uniform was. Like, if he was actually wearing spectacles, and then I could see through his spectacles that his eyes needed correction. None. Okay. And are prescription. Yeah, they're prescription glasses. And then he's wearing a flannel that's got, like, a pipe ash hole burn into it. And he's wearing, like, some khakis and some loafers. I'd ask him, number one, what are you smoking? Number two, how old his pipe was. And number three... How much he paid for it and what brand it was. Now, if I saw some, you know, some other guy uh, with some mass-produced hunk of junk, it, there would be some judgment involved. But where I'm going with this line of thought is, smoking is the OG way of enjoying tobacco. Right before nasal snooze, not, uh, you know, snuff that goes in your lip. But, like, sniffing tobacco, which we will do a review on some of that as well. Uh, like, if you want to, you know, get lit on nicotine, snort some fucking tobacco. And do enough of it till you get post-nasal drip. Oh my god, so nice. Uh, there, there used to be a plethora of flavors of that, including Coca-Cola. Tobacco? Coca-Cola tobacco That's flavor. Not. Nasal snuff. Mm. Yeah, so good. Um, it didn't really taste like Coca-Cola, but the burn and the sweetness and the, like, caramel flavoring that you have, the like the caramel color that has a little bit of flavor, it's basically burnt sugar, by the way. Um, yeah, very, very nice. Where I'm going with this is smoking a pipe is the original way to smoke tobacco, followed by probably at the same time because the same line of thinking you know parallel thinking we discussed how you know calculus was invented by two different people at the same time give Uh or take well cigarettes easy you know short fill tobacco or chopped up uh tobacco rolled in a tobacco leaf versus whole leaves bunched up rolled in a tobacco leaf because when smoking was invented paper was expensive and hella rare so when paper became more prevalent and cheaper than tobacco, ta paper-wrapped cigarettes, cigars stayed premium. Pipe tobacco stayed premium. You could use the cutoff and waste from making premium pipe tobacco and premium cigars for making cigarettes. Then they just stopped aging the tobacco altogether. And that's when cigarettes started being extra unhealthy. And it was cheap. Fast, full of nicotine, and everybody was doing it. And then it started being more rich people and, you know, people in closed back rooms discussing the New World Order, smoking, you know, cigars and pipes. And then the time that it takes to enjoy these things became a symptom of affluenza, you know, the most affluent and richest and, uh, you know, deplorable of us are smoking uh, pipes and cigars. And that's just not the case. Still to this day, because there's so many of us, it's the workaday guy who's actually enjoying premium tobacco. And it is through us advocating for our leisure activities that we've had some major wins against the FDA and the ATF for the taxing and regulation of uh, premium tobacco particularly cigars most recently Rocky Patel and a team of lawyers just um, did some huge tax thing to keep the FDA out of their business so that's kind of cool, which they have no business being in uh, tobacco's business, that's what the ATF is for so the FDA has been trying to step in on the ATF's toes and through recent Legislation, look it up for yourself, please. If you really care about it, you know, look it up. Um, Check out the PCA, um, which is the Premium Cigar Association. There's some other tobacco advocates. If you're into it, get to know it for yourself, get to understand it for yourself, and advocate for yourself. Tasting vanilla. Yes, yes. And you'll get that through Oak Aged. Rum. Yeah. Um, that's part of why I should have brought some sipping rum, but I did not. But, you know, you'll get some vanilla and a nice whiskey as well. So,
1: This Maker's is fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. This, this is my favorite. Like, Maker's 46 is my favorite. When I get my P.O. Box, if I don't get a bottle of Maker's 46 in it from a podcast fan, I will cry myself to sleep on my cock-shaped pillow then I'll probably please myself using my tears as lubricant.
1: <laughs> Such a visual. It's a good
0: thing there's no camera on this pod. Well, I mean, if you want to see my well-chiseled jaw covered by my scruffy, ugly beard... They will. Yeah, I mean, the whole reason I don't shave is because I'm actually more attractive than I am. <laughs> I have a well-defined jaw here. Oh, you're very handsome. Uh, well, yeah.
1: Exceptionally. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) And if you want to see more about this, check out our OnlyFans. (laughs) All right. Well, we're getting to the bottom of this particular bowl, but we've been able to keep the conversation rolling and the smoke as well. I was going to ask you,
1: so it gets to the bottom, and and then what, do you just dump it and repack with a different tobacco? mm Mm-hmm. I'm out again. I'm having a hard time keeping. You you
0: might you might not have had enough tobacco, and then I'm I'm judging because I'm allowed to, as as your personal. I'm learning. Yeah, as your personal. uh, So we don't have really great light. Yes, that's quality audio. That is the sound of a metal pipe tool hitting a ceramic. Um, so you see the unburned tobacco there. Yes. You see the solid chunks. So that's that's not a good burn. That's not a problem. Uh, with the tobacco per se, it might be some of your technique, but uh, we will see what my bowl ends up like, because I've only had to ash it the one time that I talked it out. And I'm still going. Do you prefer this to a cigar? Mm-mm. This is a little more hands-on. It, like, I mean, I'm good at it, so I can really relax and enjoy, but I mean, you've seen those little robustos that I get because I'm spending the extra money and the extra research and all that stuff, I'll get 45 an hour out of a Robusto, and I'll, I've, I've had, like, an hour and 15 minutes out of a nub because I was really just nursing it, and I've had an ash on a nub, like, I had this much butt left, and all this is just ash. For listeners, what kind of lengths are those? Oh, uh, so a nub is about four inches long, and I've had less than an inch of butt and over three inches of ash, just balanced on the end of a fucking cigar. I will do some published pictures in due time. Um, yeah, can you accompany like on your site just
1: visuals of some kind, even in still? A-
0: absolutely, I can. I, I can. I think I'm going to do like an Instagram or something for this. Oh. Uh So. Um I, I like I like the idea of Pinterest and stuff like that, but I think Instagram is more accessible. Everybody who has a Facebook has an Instagram and if they don't they should because it's the same fucking company. You know, just click the integrate now and you know it's like one of us, one of us, Google Gobble, Google Gobble. Um anyway. Uh and like maybe I'll start a Twitter or something for us or I guess it's called X Now. But I mean What is that? Twitter is now called X. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Supreme Overlord Elon said, "You are no longer Twitter. You are X." I he think loves it's, X. yeah. It is named after his son or something. Who's like X Y one two three. He's got like eleven kids, but one of them is named something silly.
1: Well, how tos I think are great starting places for you know getting off the ground. They're informative there's a topic you have like a a theme as you go towards more conversational things um, how do you think that will go what do you think that looks like it's
0: going to integrate really well because we can start out with hey would you like to partake oh you would here allow me to help you and instruct you on that well what do you do oh that's fantastic I'm totally interested tell me more Which, by the way, everybody, this is an aside, and this is how it's going to transition that easily. If you really care about somebody, you don't tell them, I love you. You tell them, tell me more. That is how you really get to know somebody. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Harold already gets it. But that's, that's how you do it. If you really want to know somebody, and you really want to express love and interest and friendship... Because I love you doesn't have to be romantic. It can also be, I accept you for who you are. I respect you as a person. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about you. And that's how we're going to run the podcast. It's going to be, that is fascinating. Tell me more. That is... What if it isn't?
1: What if the guy's... What if he has a couple of whiskeys, as one does, and they're like, like our friend there at breakfast. Oh, yeah. You want uh, Rockefeller's an asshole. And it's like, hmm... Are you going to, like, grab the, the helm and try to steer things around?
0: I I will adjust as necessary, but I don't think we're going to have that problem here. We're already very discriminating in our uh, guest list. But, I mean, Are if we... things if things kind of go off the rails and stuff, it'll be, Wow, I find that really offensive. Tell me more. Dig your own grave. And then I'll shove you down the fucking stairs if I think you're really bad. How bad would that have to be? It It depends. Like... So, if you're quoting somebody and you use a pejorative racial slur, you're quoting them, I'll accept it. If you are being overtly hateful towards somebody, um, just a personal point of conversation, I think hate crime law is a perverse hypocrisy. If you kill somebody, is it not because you hate them, or it's a crime of passion, or whatever? And, like, just because you use a racial slur, we're going to kill you more dead? Because I'm an advocate for the death penalty as well. If you kill somebody, we're going to kill you back, and it's going to be fucking fast. When I become the supreme overlord of the earth, that's on my list of things to do, and if you don't understand, this is a joke. Uh, but when I become supreme overlord of the earth, the death penalty will be administered swift and regularly, particularly for those that we can prove in a court of law With a proper uh, amount of investigation and uh, you know trial, etc., we're going to kill you quick, like within a year or two. Like I, I feel the appeals process is important, but with the advancements in uh, DNA technology and all that stuff, we can solve a lot of problems quickly, and we'll just hop from conversation to conversation, just like that i don't think you'll have any
1: trouble with that you're a good conversationalist and you're bright enough to you know carry on the conversation and
0: backfill with tell me more where you don't know but yeah we'll, we'll hop around and that's why the introduction is like friends family fun work politics all of it nothing is off limits because here's the facts there's some third, certain things you don't bring up in a conversation at a bar. Listen, like how
1: hot a dude's daughter is?
0: It depends. How hot is she? I think that
1: if she's an 11, an 11. Excuse me.
0: Yeah, not 11 years old. She's an 11 on a scale from 1 to 10.
1: She's, exactly.
0: <laughs> also, if she's 11. <laughs> oh, also a no fly zone. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was Harold being pushed down the stairs. <laughs> See everybody? Your children are safe with me. You don't tell a guy how beautiful his daughter is. It's just a no fly zone. I I disagree. You mm. have to bring it up correctly and she has to be of an age where you can observe such a thing. Okay, so let's say a, a, a adult age.
1: I mean to I'm, I don't mean to appreciate her beauty like, "Whoa, she's beautiful." You must be very proud. Or she looks like her mom. There's all kinds of ways to tactfully appreciate her aesthetic. I mean to like lecherously locker well, room talk. You use you hotness. use the word.
0: You already use the word. And and thank you. That's a wonderful word. Is that our word of the day? Lecherous. lecherous. Yes. Ah! <laughs> so today's word of the day is lecherous. <laughs> so lecherous is to lasciviously observe or behave when you see something that may or may not cause arousal right and this is exact just unacceptable to fathers yeah and if if somebody were to lecherously observe my daughter I would eject them down the stairs pretty quickly so yeah there's definitely rules okay. there, this is there there are there are <laughs> rules for all situations and uh, maybe it's like my anglo-saxon ancestry but like very very much so there is a gentlemanly proper way to do everything you can very gentlemanly tell somebody like how beautiful their daughter is and something that to just you know show how quickly we can change conversation topics also being beautiful is not something to be proud of unless you're maintaining your beauty past an age where maybe it should have expired like if you got blue eyes you can't be proud of your beautiful blue eyes I have brown eyes I didn't get to choose if I had brown eyes or not. It just is what it is. If you're intelligent, you can't be proud that you're just naturally smart. Now, if you cultivate it and develop culture and sophistication and communication skills, then that's something to be proud of. But what you about can,
1: like, if you do a lot of squats and your ass looks fabulous? Exactly. Like
0: yeah. and, that's, and that's, Is that something to be proud of? So you can be proud of your maintenance. Like, I'm proud that I don't sit on my ass for a living. Hmm. And I chose a physical Flapeen line of work, yeah, yeah it's, it's like you know it is what it is, so if you're if you're telling somebody's like, "Wow, your daughter is beautiful, she looks so much like your wife. you chose really wisely, both in your mate and to you know exercise your fertility at an age where you didn't run the risk of having a malformed uh baby, you know, but otherwise it's like. You're kind of just being a creep anyway. I know. know, It's it's so There's so many other things to appreciate about somebody's children other than what they look like. Which is why it's like, you know what, Mike? Your kids are beautiful. I want to suck your cock. Because the fertility and beauty that comes from it. And I just want it inside me. There, there's a difference than like you know. Oh, your children are so beautiful. Hmm, maybe they should get in the back of my van. That's what I'm saying. I, there's so
1: few ways, and depending on the sensitivity of the guy, there's you're you're really you're walking out on a limb. Any way you slice it, it might be a sturdy limb, but you're <laughs> on a limb. It probably more likely it's going to be a terribly yeah, wind limb. When
0: the bow breaks, your <laughs> jaw will too. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it's
1: not going to be. Um, I don't know how to gracefully say Your daughter's beautiful So I don't It's almost like A woman who you believe is pregnant Or you've heard is pregnant I don't know the way to 100% Bring that topic up
0: well, That's that's where you phrase it as a question And then you suggest exercise When you don't get the also, affirmative Also, a, yeah That's a no-win situation No, no, no you, you can and should call a woman fat I am pro-fat shaming mm. uh, And mm. the reason I'm pro-fat shaming more about that yeah, so I am pro-fat shaming because we are in such a body positivity, mental illness positivity, neurodivergence positivity culture that we're actually encouraging people to be mentally ill and to be neurodivergent divergent and to be lazy. It's like... You mean encouraging them to to go from fitness to non-fitness? I don't know about that, but there, there was a period in time, not too long ago, just 10 years before I was born, where... The majority of people were fit, slender, uh, long, long lived, uh, healthy. And since I was born, the life expectancy on average has gone down. The fatness has gone down. Mental health has gone down. Fatness has gone up. Uh, yes, I apologize. I, fitness has gone down. Fatness has gone up. Um, and and like I am on that cusp. Now I. I also come from, you know, food stamps culture to now I'm buying my own house and supporting a family member. We'll get into that in another podcast, but I I have left most of that behind, and I still carry some girth, where it's like, it, it's not prohibitive in my lifestyle. I can still, you know, work out and exercise and all that stuff, but I don't know if it's my caloric intake or if it's a little bit genetic, but... I am overweight. I am not obese. I have actually looked at the BMI, and the BMI is radically unfair to the supremely fit and the supremely buff, but it's pretty accurate. If you're a fatty McFat fat, and it says you're morbidly obese, and you don't carry muscle, and you don't squat your own body weight, and you don't bench press your own body weight, and you're male, you're probably fatty McFat fat, and you should go on a fucking diet. And I have a solution for the poor. I don't have a solution for the extremely affluent. The solution for the poor is food stamps no longer buy you soda and energy drinks and uh, processed foods. You're stuck to raw or cooked meat. None of it's fried. None of it's pre-prepared. None of it's super processed. And raw or cooked vegetables. And very few of those things are canned. And very few of those things have added ingredients like salt. And that will fix a lot of things but like the fact that you can buy candy and soda with food stamps makes me sick and i i have a lot of compassion for people who are in food deserts and stuff like that but that's also like people say oh yeah you know poverty poverty is a reason for crime no crime is a reason for poverty if you tolerate crime in your culture and your society you're going to have more poverty around where those crimes take place if you stop your neighbor from being a criminal you're putting yourself at risk, but you possibly are improving your entire culture and community with that single act. It's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not taking that shit anymore. A couple old dudes cane somebody who's robbing a liquor store. I bet you within five years there's going to be a new grocery store in that neighborhood. I never thought of it like that, but
1: I think you're right. The you know the argument that oh, uh, to allow shoplifting, I don't think anybody ever was in living in a community where they allowed shoplifting and and everything prospered because of it. It may have survived in spite of it, but I don't think
0: it ever prospered. It's not better. Yeah, po- poverty causes causes crime is is to say that uh you know, fertility causes pregnancy. It's they're 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 correlative, but they're not causative like they, they correlate but they're not causal it's like yes if you are very poor did you repeat that for my benefit I'm stupid uh, yeah so so cor- <laughs> correlation correlation and causation are not uh, equal so you can say that if you're poor you are likely to commit crimes but that's about as correlated as you can get just because you're poor you're not a criminal just because you're a criminal doesn't mean you're poor. And it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on, there are tons of rich people who commit epic shit-tons of crimes, and there are tons of poor people who don't commit any crimes at all. And that's what I'm saying. If you tolerate crime, then you're going to get more crime. If you don't tolerate crime, you may actually have your entire community come up out of... like. It's I, I've observed this because I was born in Oakland, and I grew up in Alameda, and I was very, very poor. And I guess we're getting into this today. So, Oakland was less criminal in the early 80s when I was born than it is now. And they're still like the Oakland Hills. Very, very rich. Very, very nice houses. Very, very good neighborhoods. And there were less good neighborhoods as well. In Alameda? In Oakland, where I was born. Alameda, just a short little bridge trip over to a little island called Alameda, has always been very nice. Always, always, always. Why is that? Well, because it's a slightly isolated community, and it's on an island, which I guess kind of has its own little pros and cons, but basically the community wouldn't tolerate certain things. And they had a lot of, uh, antique and whatever nicer, um, houses and stuff. But I lived in a basement apartment underneath a two-story house with my folks and all four of my siblings. Wasn't Alameda inhabited by mostly, like, naval personnel? Um, maybe way back in the day. And that's part of possibly why, uh, my dad was able to get in there. Because he was a Navy guy. But... Where, where I'm going with this is just a little short bridge trip, not, not, even, not even 10 minutes drive from Alameda to the, the mainland of California, where Oakland and San Francisco are. You're, you're looking at massive crime in San Francisco and massive crime in Oakland, but it was still less so, but as we started to loosen up as a society across the entire state of California not to mention just locally but as a, as a state we started to tolerate more and more crime it's only gone up as we've tried to invest more and more money in homeless people to clean up the streets we've only gotten more and more homeless people people come from other states because of the benefits we have here in California for homeless people you get what you pay for if you pay people to be homeless which is what you're doing by giving them money you're going to get more homeless people and I'm not anti-homeless. I, I try and be very compassionate, but there are certain times and certain situations where I observe the behaviors that are now accepted in broad daylight in my city that I grew up in here in Grass Valley. I, from second grade to now, I've been in Grass Valley. And did if you... Did you graduate d- second grade? I did. Hmm. And then I graduated all of high school. And then I even took two years of junior college, and I realized how much a degree was going to cost, and I said, I'm getting a job. And Can we
1: uh, take a sidebar? Yeah, please. Let me ask you real quick. Let's revisit that. What, yeah. the re- what about blowing out of your pipe? It's dangerous. If you're getting clogged, do you want a pipe cleaner? No, I'm not. I'm just curious as to the uh, function here, of it. Here's
0: what you get. Smoke? Well. See the little flex. So you get little ash and stuff oh, that comes oh,
1: out. Oh, embers.
0: Oh. Yeah, and burn out. And okay. burns and whatnot. Burn yeah, also oh, don't. Yeah, so if you need to exhaust the chamber, that's okay. where this tool comes in. I wasn't. Uh, I was just curious. Yeah, it, that's that's a good question. As a, as a novice or uh, amateur smoker, yeah. I also so, noticed that
1: I was burning like one half of the what I had packed.
0: Yeah. So what you what you can do is you can fluff it a little bit. That's what I just did with this tool. So you fluff it, just kind of stir it up. Make sure you really. What tool is that for audio? Uh, so th- this people? is this is the shacker. Okay, it's
1: just a shaft.
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's a scrapey pokey implement. For those of you that don't have a pipe tool, you can also just use like a broadhead nail, and then an ice pick. If your broadhead nail is not uh, like nice and thin, uh, I think they call it a ten-penny nail would be like the original. But like you can just get It's called a nail tool. But it doesn't have as thin of a shaft as I prefer. 10-penny? I wasn't going to come in 8s and 16s? Yes, but they're, they're, they're like longer, thinner, and they have a big broad head on them. Anyway, I apologize for interrupting. No, that's, that's a good question. And we are smoking a pipe today. Uh, we're nearly an hour in on a half bowl of... Rum River, and we're going to enjoy another pipe bowl and continue this conversation. Um, We may pause between the switch, but where, where I was going with the political nonsense, it's probably uncomfortable for some people, is basically when you advocate on your own behalf, and then on your family's behalf, and then on your neighbor's behalf, and then on your community at large behalf, and you don't tolerate certain behaviors with compassion and understanding for the nearly divergent, for the people who are in abject poverty from no doing of their own, and really just looking out on a one-to-one basis. It's you and your family. It's you and your neighbor. It's you and your community at large. You can eradicate deplorable behavior in a you know tactful, respectful, gentlemanly way. And part of that is... First and foremost, uh, hate you Jordan B. Peterson sometimes, but like, clean up your own room, clean up your own backyard, make your bed, brush your teeth, take your pills, and then start trying to solve the world's problems. Don't be trying to mind national politics when you're tolerating people walking around talking to themselves in your community at large. And that wasn't acceptable when I grew up. There were two people who'd walk around talking to themselves when I was growing up here in Grass Valley. Jonesy. Jonesy and Kenny Bond and Kenny Boy, Bond, was Kenny Bond. Uh, <laughs> Jonesy's long Jonesy's 10. long, long gone. Uh, Kenny Bond, I saw him a couple weeks ago, I think, over oh, on Sutton. He really didn't talk to himself. No, oh. no, but you know, he talked to anybody. Talked to anybody, yet, yeah. Yeah, here. yeah li- literally anybody. But what, what I'm saying is, um, that that was about it. Like, somebody's walking around, like, picking at their face, pacing back and forth, talking to themselves. They were arrested immediately. Now, if you talk to our local PD, number one, two, and three, in no particular order, calls that they take, um, starts with, uh, car crashes, public intoxication, and domestics. And 90% of those are substance-related. Are you going to have law enforcement on your club If they're willing to... Uh, and there's probably going to be first names only with those people. Sure. And we might, you know, because we're so small, we might exit what city they serve specifically. Like, if they're a, a city or a sheriff, we might just say that they're a law enforcement officer in the greater area and just use their first name. Because I think there's enough, like, you know, Bobs, Chucks, and Joes, and we can just, you know, maybe it's use their a name. such a small
1: town. People that listen probably won't
0: yeah they, they might tell even about, recognize the person's voice yeah. where, where again it's like maybe we'll use their middle name or something if they're willing um, but the, the long and short of it is we, we have some officers who are friends of ours and they, they tell us plainly it's like yeah we don't have crime on average in grass valley and if it is it's all associated with homelessness substance abuse and domestics we got people who walk out of the grocery store on a regular basis with just under $950 worth of shit Who was saying, was it McGill who was saying that
1: uh, the Safeway in Brunswick has lost a million bucks a
0: year? Thirteen, thirteen a day on average, just walking out with shopping carts full of stuff. Yeah, thirteen a day. And they don't have the capacity to keep up with it because they're dealing with people who are pacing up and down Dog Bar Road, talking to themselves, ripping their hair out. Uh, you know roughly gesticulating at traffic with a posted 45 mile an hour speed limit and they're just just turn whatever they're turned on there just turn and just acting aggressive and erratic and it it's not it's not a pretty situation so uh, I f- think I'm getting to the end of this I'm gonna really just roll on this pipe um, I'm gonna ask you a question yeah so you were saying you see a lot of collisions and stuff out on the road i do you drive a, a you know the common man calls it a, a big rig mm-hmm. we in the know call it a tractor You're doubles qualified you pull doubles from uh grass valley to richmond to where oakland to oakland from richmond
1: <clears throat> yep R- uh, grass valley to richmond richmond over to oakland about 25 minutes half hour and then straight back to Grass Valley.
0: That's fascinating, and so <laughs> isn't
1: it? it? It is. It is.
0: I've I've done that ride in my personal vehicle, and it is nerve wracking. You're you're trying to switch over lanes and stuff. Like you're fortunate that you're on the clock, so like driving safely is paramount to like getting there punctually. Um, whereas
1: a, the punctuality is about it's like any job, it's consistency. So, you know, what we learned early on in the company, that smooth is fast. The more you do things consistently, the faster they become. Like Mm -hmm. tying your shoes. Yep. You don't look at your shoes when you tie them. You can shut your eyes. You just tie your shoes. You've done it so many times. So, same with that. Another thing for context is I drive at night. I start at 8.30 at night. I leave Grass Valley around 9 to 9.30 p.m., so the whole night is a different game as far as traffic and everything. It's just it's just a better drive. So even though that drive sounds heinous, like oh to go to the Bay Area every day, yeah. it's
0: it's pretty smooth sailing. So the the action is what I'm talking about. It's like you're you're in it at like prime time on a Friday night. It happens all the time. I I know because. Uh, With the exception of opioid overdoses, traffic collisions are the number one killer in America, followed closely by heart disease. So... Or maybe it's heart disease, opioids, and then traffic collisions. Which, uh... That's a whole other podcast in itself, probably. But, uh traffic collisions. You you see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were telling me the other day that you carry uh, first aid and you always have your cell phone so you can dial 9-11 and all that and you know, get, get some people out to help out. But I don't want to hear about the gory details, but what inspired you to be that first line of defense? To be a member of a community that you don't even live in and you're responding to something horrible. You'll block traffic to make it safer for uh, first responders to get there. You'll you know carry a blanket and stuff like that 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 is so cool i do that in my personal vehicle i carry that same backpack that i have in my personal vehicle with me in my package car because it's like i got a fire starter i got a blanket i got a change of socks i got a change of underwear i got a little saw so if i have to you know get some branches down so i don't bust my windshield coming up someone's driveway i I got some stuff but that's because i saw what i saw when I was filling in, when I was brand new, and I was like, "I'm getting some toilet paper, a roll of paper towels, uh, you know." If I'm really broken down in in a bad situation, I've got uh, it's called a ferro rod, you know. It's so like because yeah, I I you go have out to be there in,
1: in, in dire straits <laughs> to have to start a fire with that. Well, like you can,
0: if yeah, but like if if the if the truck becomes disabled, you know, with some dry paper towels and a ferro rod and stuff like a that, dick is so. But I, I always you have that, too. Like. I, I always have a lighter as well. But, you know, the, the ferro rod gets up to, like, 3,000 degrees. So, you know, but, like, if, if the engine just won't turn over anymore and I'm really freaking cold, you know, I got enough stuff where I could maybe even get, like, some wet wood on fire. Um, and, you know, saving fuel if I have to restart or Tell find me more about your wet wood. Uh, so, I had a breakdown, I did, I had a breakdown in the rain, where the the car wouldn't turn over. So I had to call, and then transfer all my packages over to another vehicle, and finish out in the rain. It was not fun. And it was on the route that I was on now, or that I'm on now, but it was a different package car, it was, you know, an old 800 diesel, and it was like the middle of December, and yeah just not not a good time at all, but what i'm saying is I started carrying what I carry because of what I saw out on the road, so asking you what what inspired you Because like, a lot of people are more than content to just drive by when they see a disabled vehicle when they see oh yeah uh people people have something with them where they want to go,
1: and they just see a down vehicle as You know, in their way. Um, A lot of times for a truck driver, you're relegated to the right hand most lane, Mm -hmm. right? So you're kind of in the thick of it. That's where most accents are gonna end up. People are gonna get flats or they're gonna get an accent, they end up kind of going off to that side. Um, At night, if your car is disabled and the battery comes loose, you don't have any, there's no lights. Yeah, it's really easy to plow into it. People pop out of cars; their bodies will be in the road, and so I think it's a natural thing to just keep other motorists from smashing into that darkened vehicle, and to try to protect people. A bike, motorcycle on the you know down on the road. I'm not. I I knocked mine and my. Yeah, you're empty.
0: you're you're empty and I am as well. So this is both of our drags, and we've got. Just under a half a pipe bowl left. I think mine, mine, that's mine not burned too a lot
1: better the last last
0: go round. Yeah, so that'll that'll happen because it'll pack in as as we go. So did you have your eye on another type of tobacco? that you Dealer's uh, choice. Okay, so what we're gonna do? We're gonna pause for a quick break. Um, we'll call the bio break. I'm gonna use the the boys' room. Uh, maybe we'll refill our beverages, freshen up the beers and or whiskies here, and uh, we'll resume. We've been at it for an hour and six minutes when we get back we're going to tell you about our new selection we'll do our pack and light and then we're going to hear more about the crazy shit that harold sees as a class a driver uh on his way from the greater sacramento area down to the bay area and we are back everybody we've had our bio break we've refilled our respective beverages we're going to get into the jm boswell Majestic 586. Not really sure what this is flavored with specifically, but it is a premium aged pipe tobacco. Sticking my nose down into that bag, I'm getting some coffee. Maybe a little cocoa, I'm not super positive on that. Do you like to sniff the sack before oh. you put it in your mouth? Yes. If 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 you can't give it the finger and sniff test, you're not putting it in your mouth.
1: <laughs> Definitely not swallowing it.
0: Definitely not swallowing it. So I'm, I'm really liking this. Uh, we're going to set this just behind the ashtray. Now the ashtray is just full of ass. Uh, are you liking that pipe? You might like this one because it's a slightly shallower bowl. Mm, uh, I'm enjoying this pipe. Okay. If you if you like that, that's I just good. I don't I don't want you to feel like your grandfather chose wisely. Wisely. I, that's one of my favorites. I have seven or eight more back at home still. I mean that about your grandmother too, she's hot. Oh yeah. Well, you know. Once you reach a certain age Vintage so, uh, yes, vintage is a good word. Antique maybe even. So I'm just going to do a pinch and see how we can do this. We're going to try about two, maybe three more. We're going to try and cover a lot more ground in this next hour. Thank you for sticking with us if you have. Uh, We're going to upload this separately. We're using Audacity, free audio editing software. We're using my brand new Lenovo uh, laptop. 3.0 gigahertz processing speed, 8 gigs of RAM, and believe it or not, the microphone ain't half bad we're going to have a real microphone in here next time maybe we're going to get some headsets and the an audio digitizer or something some sort of through filter so that the computer can process two microphones at the same time after and, that it's going to be acoustics yeah the, the rest is going to be those, which, the flat walls and the flat are. ceiling Terrible. It's, it's not bad I would prefer a little more texture you know bring some egg crates or something up in here but luckily I can aim my voice pretty well uh, in a past life, I might have been a uh, ventriloquist. Or a DJ. That too. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, gonna set this freaking can of pipe tobacco down here. Get a nice little sniff in there. Do you need anything? Like, did you notice any uh, saliva or condensation inside your tin in there? Because I, no, have, I it have pipe cleaners. Fell right out. Fantastic. Alright, so get your dandy pipe tool, just a nice light, you're just not even using the whole weight of your hands just to get a nice flat flat surface to light there. So again we're just going to do a single pinch, a light single finger pack, then we get that Turkish pipe tool down in there, give it a nice flattening, get our nice little big lighter, turn it on its side and So, took a little more toasting to get this to go. Ooh, smoky. But it's got a good rich smoke. Give it another tap down, get it nice and flat. So, right off the bat, what I'm getting is like burnt coffee. Not getting a whole lot of pleasurable flavors on the first light. Second, Now it's not as burnt, it's getting a little bit of coffee. Oh, the aroma of the smoke is really good though. The, the, on the tongue, not as good. Retrohale is sweet. Uh, getting, like, some dried fruit. What's the name of this one? This is the Majestic 586. Sniffing it unburnt, really pretty good. It's, it's, of course, tobacco, but you get, like, a little bit of toasty and coffee from the from the unlit stuff. On my first light, I was getting burnt coffee. Now I'm getting into like the brewed coffee. I'm really gonna get this rolling and then I'm gonna try and back it off. It's definitely stronger. It's, it's strong on the tip of the tongue. It's It's strong enough for me that I'm actually tasting it and like it's hitting the sides of the tongue, a little bit of burn. There is a yeah. strong nicotine content on this. I'm noticing that right off the bat. So on the retrohale is where I'm getting the fruit. You get the fruit when on the cold sniff. And then on the retrohale, it's, it's kind of grapey, raisiny. And then on the pull in you're getting uh, like coffee and like a like a cracked wheat toast like a whole wheat grain maybe to a less refined palate you might get like some grass or hay but I'm, I'm getting more toasted and and brewed type type flavors but uh, like my mouth is tingling the nicotine oh, is, yeah. is like oh, yeah. present that's sure. that's great for this because it will help us smoke it a little bit faster also our cadence and speech will speed up a little bit mm. um, so this is where the people who talk about oh smoking is bad for heart disease and then and then it's like yes short term effects of this you're going to have a higher heart rate you're going to speak a little bit faster your eyes might dilate a little bit like coffee uh, very much like coffee So it's a stimulant. So you're going to be a little stimulated. But the long-term effects, especially if you develop a tolerance and you're actually taking your time to enjoy it, really just kind of chilling and hanging out, long-term effects are lower heart rate, lower stress. Because we're taking our time, we're really going to enjoy this and analyze it. This might not be a good everyday smoke for everyone, but a guy who likes to bounce that pipe in his lip and he's out there doing whatever he does, you know. Maybe he's thatching his roof or doing a minor repair on something. Just you know, hanging out there like granddad did. Your granddad liked to put pipe in his mouth. He liked pipe so much he had six or seven to leave me. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. At the same time. Well, so he he left me his entire collection, uh, along with a ceramic uh, like pipe. Uh, tobacco container. The gasket's all dried out and shit, so I don't use that. Ex- I keep my change in there. A crock? Like a crock, yes. Uh, so it's a crock with a wooden lid and a rubber gasket. And the gasket's all blown out so it just kind of sits right on top. I-, I could repair it, but I just keep my change in there. And then I've got, you know, my my giant Folgers can for when I'm mobile. And then I've got individual uh, glass with, like, a uh, it's a similar type of fastener that you get, like, on a Grolsch.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's got a plastic lid with a there rubber basket. for that thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll look that up at a different date. Maybe we need a Jamie. We need a Jamie. Jamie, look that up for All me! All
1: podcasts need, like, an engineer Jamie to watch yeah. and fetch things from the Internet. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> this tobacco is not humidified. You just
0: bag it? it no, so this, this is controlled humidified. So, like these bags are open, are you're going to humidify them at some point. They, they so they stay in a, a humidified environment, and then I usually keep them sealed. But we were sitting here, you know, dinking around with this. Uh, so, so even sealed in the humidifier, they still get humidity. Well, it locks in their uh, initial humidity, and often when you buy when you buy tobacco. It's usually over humidified. So, when you get the over humidified tobacco, often you're fighting it. You'll you'll notice water or condensation bending up at the bottom of the bowl, running through the tin. And you'll get like straight liquid on your tongue. You'll have like a brown stain on your tongue if you're really putting in some time. Like from tobacco.
1: I always thought that was something else.
0: It well, it's from tobacco, but. Specifically, in the case of when you're smoking a pipe, you'll get wet tobacco goo from the wetness of the tobacco and the smoke going through it, and you'll, you'll get, like, ripped. Like, if, if you get, like, wet pipe tobacco liquid from a pipe, and it hits your tongue, you're gonna experience a whole new level. Like, if you chew... That's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get that same chew uh, experience, and it's coming in hot as well. So smoldering uh, pipe smoke is gonna be similar to uh, the same pipe smoke that you're gonna or tobacco smoke that you'd get from a cigar. So it's gonna be in the high 300s, low 400s in temperature. So you you might even get a you know a steam burn or something. You do have to fiddle with it. Yeah, there's a lot of fiddling involved with a pipe. Once you get used to it, it becomes... It's a, it's a metered thing. Uh, there's a tempo. Just like, like a dance or when you're playing an instrument or smoking a uh, a cigar, there's a tempo. A the cigar, they
1: can kind of set aside for
0: a minute. You can set it aside. And you can do the same with a pipe, especially if you have the right pipe, the right tobacco, the right humidity, and you're used to it. It's like... One, two, three, one, two, three, and then you can set it down. And then you can come back to it up to a minute later, and you, and you could be alright. Now you might need a harder pack on that, uh, depending on your draw. But there's not a
1: lot in there, by the way.
0: It, correct, yeah, I, I might have put a little more in mine than you did in yours. I just smoked you out on purpose. Like I really, really ripped that one. So since we're on all audio, I just did like a really rough three puffer and just blew it straight in Harold's face. And then you tried to shotgun it to my mouth. That was weird. Well, you know, gotta, gotta have an excuse to slip you the tongue. As long as you're looking me straight in the eyes and respecting me. It's all about respect. (laughs) you know you you never this is just a pro life uh, like you want to have a great life pro tip from your boy James here uh, graduate high school don't have kids out of wedlock and actually respect the person you get married to and you're going to have a better life than most people just pro tips that's based on statistics that has nothing to do with morality I didn't mention anything about religion, any of that stuff. Are you opposed to talking about religion on your podcast? I'm not opposed to it. Um, so I am a professing, uh, I, I am a Protestant Christian. I have a filthy truck driver's mouth. I have a filthy truck driver's mind. But Do Protestant, Protestant Protestantism? So Protestants are anybody who's not Catholic and not orthodox. So um, I, I come from a Pentecostal upbringing. Ooh. Uh, so people you know, dancing in the aisles and uh, speaking in tongues and all that stuff. I'm much more mild in my beliefs. You don't do that? I, I don't do that. No, um, no tent revivals. So I'm not opposed to things like that, but anything done in emotion should be reevaluated after the fact and looked at with a logical, reasonable mind. Um, Like, a lot of people will say and do a whole lot of things to save their life or to get out of uh, legal intervention of some sort. Or uh, maybe you're going to cry in front of the jury because you did something real bad. Like, there are people who do that, like, when they get pulled over for speeding. Most of them can do this. Uh, for those of you that are just listening, I just just, just gesticulated uh, squeezing cleavage together and perking my breasts up. And, and it was delightful. Yeah, but for. Wonderful cleavage. For those of you lovely ladies that can do that to get out of a speeding ticket, God bless you. Speeding is bullshit. Like, that's not a crime, in my opinion. If you're doing something unsafe and you're making people unsafe around you by speeding, fuck you. But if you're just going fast and passing everybody on the freeway and you're not hurting anybody and you're not slamming on your brakes and weaving through traffic if you're literally just going faster than everybody else and they're letting you God bless you I hope you get there fast and safe but what I'm saying is people who can talk themselves out of a speeding ticket some of them will turn on the waterworks they'll uh, you know, make all the excuses in the world and that's, that's not the thing you, you were busted doing something wrong and you knew it was wrong And for that, shame on you. What's the male equivalent of the cleavage presentation? Uh, I worked with a guy at a cabinet shop, and he cried. He cried? About a disciplinary action, and because the owners and operators of the business were good Christian folks, and they allowed a lot more mercy in a lot of situations where I would just terminate somebody for chronic lateness or uh, emotional outbursts on the job or uh, a mixture of mistakes made that amount to a lot of money costs or redoing of work because of those mistakes, Um, you know, you you can get away with that. So he cried under disciplinary action for a mixture of tardiness Uh, mistakes on the job that caused other people to have to work harder and missing work He, he was taking care of his ailing folks and so for that I have a lot of compassion and understanding but he allowed it to affect his work and he wasn't punctual for calling in late he wasn't punctual for calling in sick and then when he was at work he was distracted and that was problematic for everybody who was there now after time he left but I think he was excused more so than he left. So that being said, I understand compassion to a point. I understand being additionally understanding to an extent. But there comes a time where it's like, we're here to make money, bro. You gotta go. Or if we're here to protect the community, miss. You gotta slow down. You know? Uh, I was once counseled. I just said, yeah, sorry, I know I was feeding but literally, the tip I was given by a trucky CHP officer was, and I quote, "If you're going faster than everybody on the fucking highway, maybe you should reevaluate your speed." Mm. End quote. Eighty-five and a sixty-five. That's moving. I was moving. I was but, in a car. Yeah, the only person that does that. Oh, absolutely that's not. not. That unreasonable. Yeah, but I was the only person doing that that day. Mm. And I was in a car that was capable of handling much higher speed than that. I was in a car that was capable of handling. Uh, you know, fast cornering and you know all kinds of other things. I was in a car that was built to do it, so he's like, look, I get it, you're capable, but he's like, if somebody just doesn't look and you're coming up that fast and they maybe don't hit their turn signal and you hit them from behind, you're both going to have a bad time. And I said, that, sir, I agree with and I apologize. And he's like, have a safe day. If I catch you speeding like that through here again, I will arrest you. Did he have you... um, You know, put your blouse back on. And he literally pulled me over, counseled me, and let me go. Oh. Like, I no cleavage, no waterworks, no nothing. crying. No nothing, no. Offers
1: for fellatio.
0: No, no. But I, I did tell him, it's like, yeah, you know, um, that thing that you can see over there in the passenger side door, I'm only telling you in case you've got eyes on it, that is a airsoft pistol, not a real pistol. If you'd like to see it, you can. It's not loaded right now you know there there was a little more conversation than that but like i I told him it's like yeah you know i was was playing with some buddies we were in the tahoe national forest i'm gonna go pick up uh, my girlfriend she's in reno and so like i'm on my way from one thing to another thing and i i'm on a mission i'm not like i knew i was going fast i didn't know i was going that fast you know (laughs) so that's easy to do yeah yeah it's like you know you're if everybody's literally going the speed limit and you're passing them at a substantially higher rate of speed, it's like if everybody in the fast lane was going 70 instead of 65, I still would have been blowing their doors off at 85, but literally everybody was going the speed limit, and I don't know why. And so, like, this, the, the fast lane was just open, and it was a later afternoon, and it was a weekday because I wasn't, you know, working on weekends, uh, or, no, I was working on weekends at the time. So, be- because of the the timing of everything, like, everybody was just, like, getting on and then getting off. So nobody was moving into the fast lane for the most part. So the fast lane was just wide open. I just fucking gassed it. I went past the inspection and scales. They were in the opposing lane because I was on my way to Nevada. Um, but, yeah, I, just, I was just blowing everybody's doors off, and I had no idea... The, the specific speed I was going, but I knew I was going fast. And so, I was counseled, and that was it. So, back to Harold's awesome story about why he carries what he carries when he's traveling from uh, what we'll call Northern California to the Greater Bay Area, and some of the wacky stuff he's seen without getting too gory. Um, I'm not going to do a trigger warning, but... If we do mention blood gore etc we're gonna try and remain you know distant from it we're not gonna talk about you know the the actual particularities of it we're just gonna discuss like possibly the fruitless efforts that some EMTs and paramedics do to satiate a crowd of onlookers while somebody is probably already dead Um. But right now, we both recommend if you're in a long-traveling situation or if you just spend a lot of time on the road, you should at minimum have a first-aid kit for yourself and, God forbid, uh, you encounter a car accident and you're choosing to be a good Samaritan. Carry some bandages, carry some gauze, carry some medical tape, carry a freaking tourniquet. If you've got it in you, carry an Israeli bandage know how to use all of these things and don't worry about sanitizing a stranger's wound for the most part definitely carry some gloves if you're going to handle somebody else's blood or anything like that Um, but have these things like clean your own wounds and stuff like that but really you just want to administer triage and trauma uh, care you want to stop the bleeding you want to cover the open wound you want to be there for your fellow man Or get the fuck out of the way. Get off the highway, stop, pull over, but stay out of the way. Don't be a looky-loo, don't crowd around the poor person who's having a bad time. Um, You know, clear the scene as quickly as possible. Uh, But if you're going to get yourself involved, know what you're doing as well as you can, be as helpful as possible, and then get out of the way. But for yourself, carry some band-aids, carry some gauze, carry a tourniquet, carry an Israeli bandage, be prepared to, you know, be tidy and clean your wound if you have the capability. Um, you know, everybody's got a damn cell phone anymore. Call 911. But if you're not going to help out, get the fuck out of the way. Uh, the cops will tell you that. The people who are on the road will tell you that. Don't slow down to look. Like, slow through the cone zone, absolutely. But if there's not cones or somebody directing traffic telling you to slow down, don't slow down and look. Oh. You are a major hazard, major, is just, major. Yeah, just rubbernecking, looky looing. Holy fuck, you're such a hazard. What there's about actually the, uh, taking film of it. Oh no,
1: no, that's not even rubbernecking. It's, it's. I'm gonna film this shit. No as filming I roll through.
0: No filming. Like for fuck's sake. Like have a little compassion. Have a little decency. But the real key that I'm trying to administer here. There's a psychological concept called traffic memory. The fucking accident is cleared and people are still slowing down because it actually stacks up behind you and people are still slowing down a quarter mile, a half a mile, a full mile from where the accident is already cleared because of how slow people were getting back on the gas pedal to get past there. Do not. Do not. If there's not somebody directing traffic telling you to slow down, go the speed limit or as close as you safely can to the speed limit for as long as possible. You know that guy you hate who's always speeding on the right-hand side to quickly merge over left? He's sadly better for traffic than people who are, like, trying to merge safely. Because the faster you are going to get off the road, the safer you're going to get there. I know it's kind of counterintuitive, but the statistics say this. It's not if you get in an accident, it's when you get in an accident. And it's based on hours on road, so, hurry up and get off the road yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, safely. Safely, safely, safely. That's the key. Safety third, and first and second. So, back to Harold. Sorry for that uh, tangent there, but... It's it, your podcast. Well, it's, it's, it's our podcast. I, I am merely a vessel to keep the conversation rolling, and occasionally I get preachy like that, but I think... Occasionally. I think you mostly agree. <laughs> Problem is, nobody ever fucking disagrees with me. I think, uh,
1: I remember being at a, a basketball game at uh, Travis Air Force Base, and a kid went up for a dunk or a layup, and he came down and he broke his tib-fib clean through. Ooh, Yeah, right below the knee. And he got up, and he was hopping on his good leg, and the the bad leg was like you know just the meat of the calf was holding. Just it all flopping. The leg. So yeah. it was going in you know, a in a weird place. And I remember I was watching them play, and uh, people kind of scream and you know made noises. There was there was hundreds of us watching this game, but <clears throat> um, I leaned, I turned to say something to my buddy like. Like, oh, that's fucked up. And he wasn't there. The other buddies, everyone, the hundreds of people that were around me had literally fled, like took off. They were afraid of what had happened to this guy. No one was helping him, including myself. I was observing it, and it took almost a minute, I would say, for someone with training or just a clearer mind to come in and assist just just to help that guy to the ground so he didn't have to hop on that one leg and that was like a that observation for me was like as a a species we're not good at running to this because it's so it's kind of hard to watch someone being broken like that and uh, it just I thought that's a deficiency in myself that I didn't instinctively go towards that person to help them for no reason. He didn't have a catching illness. He yeah. had a broken leg. And no one helped him. Like, one guy eventually came running in, and then e- EMS was there because they were on site for that yeah. game. But, um, yeah, it was like, that's the normal, the normal human reaction, including myself, was I, I was static just watching, and everyone else literally ran away from it. Like it was on fire.
0: I, I have an answer for that. So the reason human species are apex predators, top of the food chain, is actually because we are so empathetic. What would you do if you could run on a broken leg? You you would you would run, right? Because that's it's fight or flight, and you're not fighting on a broken leg. So everybody empathizes. So it's it's like a cringe, right? Everybody uses that word cringe now. I heard that and I cringed but we're here to have a conversation and I've decided to remain stationary but I mean it hurts me to hear broken tib fib" because I know exactly what that is so for those of you that are not uh, medical professionals the tibia and the fibula are the two bones in your lower leg right below the knee that run all the way to your ankle and when you break a single bone I've broken uh, the the smaller bone in my wrist I believe it's called the ulna and I've broken the tib which is the front bigger bone on my left leg and yeah that pain hurts real real bad. What uh, about your gooch? I I have we call that the sack tap in skateboarding back when I was below a size 13 shoe I used to skateboard and uh, I was going up for like a varial flip so it's like a kick flip where the board also does a 360 or a 90 degree, uh, no more than well, I did a 90 degree. I was going for like a 180 to a 360, and uh, I got up to about 90 degrees, and then I landed with the, uh, the the sack and anus on either side of the board, and then I landed on the board vertical on the ground. We, we call it the sack tap, and uh, yeah, I I have. Nearly sodomized a skateboard uh, through the gooch instead of the actual asshole. Yeah. It, it nearly went inside me. I could taste wood chips. Like an episiotomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Imagine a bruised gooch. You know, it's like you know your 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 boyfriend Gary is you know about to about to fist you, but he misses and he just punches <laughs> you in the back of the in the back of the ballsack. Except he's kind of doing an uppercut action. <laughs> Speaking of. Ugh. Alright, well, we just had uh, soon to be future guest Ken come up the stairs. Uh, We just literally just tapped out our pipes. We got to the last couple of puffs, realized we were just sucking flame. So we're gonna try the peaches and cream. Got the peaches and cream here. Oh, so macho. Like. Every good man who has a good woman who isn't going to disown him is going to own a couple of aromatics. So this is an aromatic better for the person who's sitting next to you than the person who's actually smoking it. And right off the bat, you get the peaches. I'm going to pass this over to Harold to give a nice sniff. I start to smell peach so much now, but not before I read the label, but I totally smell it. A lot of the aromas are going to be suggestive. Because, again, you're, you're you're smelling some fucking tobacco, asshole. But uh, what, what you're going to get is you're going to get that suggested aroma. And then you're going to notice it nearly immediately. So we're going to go for the other big pinch because we've got one more to try here. We've got the sweet tea. We actually have like 12 more to try. But uh, does Jeff have his own pipe? Uh, if he doesn't, I have uh several so he'll be fine he probably used to have one and he may still have one but as the co-host he's going to provide our our 4k camera for this when we start doing that and i'm going to try and figure out how to sync we getting another beer too oh yeah i was going to get a beer uh do you want one you want the all day i will have an all day please yeah
1: I'll carry on while James is doing that. Packing my pipe with peaches and cream. A Little pinch.
0: That's definitely just to stay up here. But I wanna go see what's going on. All you right. should hang around. I should. Well Maybe you, I'll be back. I, I hope have you to be back. Yeah, you gotta you gotta come get your rhubarb out of the fridge.
1: <laughs> I think I gotta go home and prepare it.
0: See you later, Ken.
1: See ya.
0: So we've done a nice generous pinch of the peaches and cream. Oh, you're pouring me. Very yeah, I'm, nice. I'm pouring for you. I, Harold is mildly handicapped, not mentally. Uh, also, yes. Not just mentally. He uh, was recently the padding for a fairly heavy motorcycle. Uh, so as the motorcycle would not sustain damage, he was generous enough to place his body in between the motorcycle and the ground. Oh, cheers. Let's go. Prost. I'm going to crack my beer. Oh, God, that just gives me a boner just hearing that sound in a podcast. I hope you're drinking something nice with us, folks. Interesting. A Bud Light? Interesting choice. Usually I just sit on the can when it's nice and cold, but, you know, today I'm actually going to drink it. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Bud Light. Uh, Founders All Day IPA. It features a uh, handsome looking station wagon with a canoe on the roof, Uh, four doors, four wheels, nice big chrome bumper. It reminds me of like a late 70s, early 80s Mercury Sable with that high output 5.0 automatic transmission, four speed with overdrive, just such a nice, nice old vehicle. Wood grain. The, the wood paneling. Just ridiculousness. It, it's totally unnecessary. Mm, mm. This All is right, is different already. We're, we're going to light this up, get the puff test, make sure it's going to draw well. We're good. It's sweet right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, with the sweetness, when you're doing an aromatic tobacco, folks, you're going to notice... Especially when you get closer to the end of the bowl, or if you're doing a full bowl, you're going to get heat on the tip of your tongue. It's going to be a lot hotter because sugars are going to uh, crystallize and burn at much lower temperatures than the tobacco will. And there is definitely some sugar in here. You get that sweetness right off the bat. A little tamp down here I'm sorry I was speaking with my mouth full uh, get a little tamp down here so you tamp it down to get it to that nice incense type smolder a couple more puffs I think I'm going to add a little more fire since I only have like a little like less than a quarter of the bowl is really going right now i having a hard time keeping this one going So just shamelessly fucking scorch it. You can't hurt a pipe uh, when it comes to that. I think a matches would be better, too. Mmm. They, they have their pros and cons. So a really good long match, if you can keep lighting it like with a candle or a lighter so that you can economically do so, but you're doing a lot of, a lot of sulfur, a lot of processing and all that stuff to keep using matches... I'm not opposed to, uh, you know, that sort of capitalism. But, you know, conservation of your own... Uh, Excuse me. And then... <laughs> pro, pro tip for for you. Just get it right here. That's all you need. I guarantee it.
1: You want to describe? Just... For just the, oh, okay, so... Yeah. People, uh,
0: so, for the audio... Just light light your lighter, set it sideways. Like if you're using a big, light your lighter, set it sideways on the edge of your bowl, and just puff. That should be all it takes. It, it really, unless you have a massively deep bowl. Uh, Harold is one of the deeper bowls we have here. Uh, one of the deeper bowls I've ever seen in my life. Some, some people do. So, yeah, some of them have like, you know... That
1: 14-incher, it presents as a pipe problem, but it's actually the bowl is just deep and, and wide. And it feels like the pipe isn't adequate, but it's sometimes it's the bowl's fault. Ooh, that's really luxurious.
0: Yeah, it's... So, I'm I'm... Because I just did that big, you know, that big, big finger pinch of the peaches and cream... The, the flavor is there i'm already getting hot Fish. already already getting that that bitterness on my tongue but because i'm next door neighbors with another guy who's smoking a pipe i'm really getting that peaches and cream aroma is really sweet it's really aromatic it just perfumes the air in a very nice way i could imagine myself as a younger man sitting in the Office where my grandfather used to read a book. He's sitting in his smoking jacket, in his sweatpants, in his little slippers, sitting next to him, in his wool socks on a nice rug, just reading a book. And then sometimes he'd even read something for me when I was a younger lad. And I just like Forum, for Penthouse. <laughs> Uh, those are 100% is, true uh, Most of them are yeah. that, I mean, I wrote a couple of those myself Oh, No, not really hmm. But, uh, you know, I do I do have my own little fan fiction section on the laptop That I just got, you know, from years ago <laughs> 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 That one time about, you know I just remember his strong masculine hand spreading my butt cheeks apart As he tongue fucks my butthole <laughs> How his eyes made you feel safe. (laughs) It's
1: great literature.
0: But his stubble made it feel dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) But his
1: beard said no.
0: Oh, wow. How are we going to edit this out? (laughs) One of these days, I'm going to learn how to use editing software. I don't think anyone's gotten this far in the pod.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) To your uncle. You know, Uncle
0: Touchy and his beard. I digress. Uh, The the, the aromatic tobaccos are not as good on the smoker as the person who is standing by. Like, if your granddad used to smoke cherry, he smoked cherry because your grandma or you would tolerate cherry, on average. Um... The peaches and cream is not nearly as medicinal on the tongue as a cherry would be, but uh, I just remember many, many, many experiences of smoking different brands of cherry and it's always very medicinal on the tongue. Is there it, a mint or menthol? There versus? there is for pipe there there is, but more often that's sold as pipe tobacco, especially in the state of California, but it's actually for rolling cigarettes. Mm. Uh, there there are some other more aromatic, nicer flavors, but menthol it doesn't it doesn't do so well on the on the palate unless you're inhaling and I don't recommend inhaling tobacco ever.
1: Now that I got it going.
0: This smoking real well. Mm-hmm. So the sugars will really keep it going. Now, just feel your pipe bowl. Mm -hmm. This is hot. I'm warning you now. Just touch that pipe bowl. I haven't added flame to that. Yeah, that's warm. So it it burns a lot hotter. Um, And you can tell. You know, I got just kind of giving a little tamp here. I don't think I'm going to have to add any more fire to this. I'm speaking a little faster to kind of. But you see that white ash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still going. Oh, ah. But yeah, it. I, so I just did a little, little couple puffs to get it to relight. But it. The the aromatics require a little more maintenance to keep going. And they're just fucking hot. If you could only have one of the other, what would you have? A, a pipe or a cigar? Uh, cigars. Like, okay. hands down, it, it's less maintenance. It's less minding. You can just set it down and let it go for minutes at a time instead of a full minute. You know, I think like, you
1: just get better at this. Like, pack <laughs> a big bowl of it. And I, it I can
0: absolutely. Get a good cherry going then load on top of it so that it kind of keeps you, itself rolling. You can do that, and I've done it many, many times. It still requires much more minding and much more maintenance. It, it's it's because of the way the fibers are uh, cut and stuff. There there's some these are just like cut tobacco. They roll cigars basically of pipe tobacco and then send it to you in little pinwheels. They press flakes uh, where you can get like a brick and then you can peel a flake off and then rough it up with your hand and then pack it into the bowl there's a bazillion different ways that they process pipe tobacco this is just I I got like three one pound sampler packs and I brought 14 ounces which is just shy of a pound of my favorite flavors for a variety pack to try because I was like you know I'm not going to assume so I brought them all out and these are the ones that we chose to try. What what is out there is beyond most people who are just getting into pipe tobaccos comprehension. They they do bricks and flakes and uh, what are they what do they call them? I guess they call them like rounds or you know. And you can slice your own. You can buy like a, a long, basically pressed cigar, but it's pipe tobacco, and slice your own. Little uh, rounds out of it, yeah. it it's, and then we'll just put the whole round in. So you you still have to flake it up. The whole thing yeah. is you have to flake it up, but to keep it to burning and to keep it without you know you know tapping and tamping and relighting, it it's a level of skill that most people, if they're not really gonna get into it, really long and hard <laughs> and beany. <laughs> I'm listening. If you're not really dedicated and you're not going to spend a few hours, numerous times really trying to master the craft to smoke that one tobacco, because as soon as you change brands, as soon as you change flavors, as soon as you change pipes, you're starting over again. Not from square one, because you've already developed an understanding of it, but from pipe to pipe, from flavor to flavor... Uh, from order to order, you're going to be dealing with that to keep it lit, to keep it going, and you're still going to have to use your tool, regardless of you know how how dedicated you are and how well you do what you do. So I'm going to relight this again. Oh wow, we're at an hour and fifty minutes already. I have a heart out of two. And we got a heart out at two. got four minutes left.
1: Or you can just continue smoking
0: without me. Well, I will probably continue smoking without you. Uh, I can do a closeout and maybe clean this up a little bit. All the savagery we had there in the middle. (laughs) I liked
1: it. I'm extremely impressed. I think this is a great... I think you're a good podcaster. I think, you know, learning the ropes, you're, you know... um, know, just getting started, a lot to learn, you're making adjustments, you're thinking about it, but you have a big queue of interesting people, Jeff will help, Jeff's super, mm-hmm. you know, he'll have his own ideas, I'm excited, I think you're doing a great thing here. Well, I appreciate you for coming in as the first guest. I appreciate you inviting me and teaching me how to smoke a pipe, I've never smoked a pipe, Yeah, that's an interesting experience, <clears throat> it's not as instantly enjoyable maybe it's so much finicky things mm-hmm. you know fucking with it but like a cigar is so almost intuitive and the flavor is you're not searching for the sweetness or the peaches or the plum or whatever it's just tobacco and it's like instantly gratifying in that way but um, definitely going to revisit a pipe for sure
0: yeah, I'll, I'll bring them in, like, if, if I know you're going to be here, I'm absolutely going to uh, make sure that the variety is available. Um, I will probably, since we only got a couple minutes left, switch over and try the sweet tea without you. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up with Harold. So this was Harold. He's our feeder driver at UPS. We're going to let him remain mostly anonymous. He does our uh, we call it short haul I guess but it's just an overnight from Local. They call it local. Local. Uh, When he goes from Grass Valley to Oakland to Richmond or Richmond to Oakland apologies. Precision matters in our game and precision matters in podcasting. Say what you mean and mean what you say. And always caveat when you don't. (laughs) (laughs) But we've We've had a great time this is how to smoke a pipe so with the last two minutes how to smoke a pipe pick a pipe pick a real pipe tobacco don't smoke cigarette tobacco from a pipe not only will you not enjoy it nobody else will either Uh, one of the guys up here I'll allow him to remain completely anonymous said he wanted to get into a pipe no shit came up here with American Spirits blue not even the organic not even the black came up with American Spirits Blue and tried to smoke it. I immediately told him, that's cigarette uh, tobacco. You can't smoke cigarettes up here. Luckily, I had my pipe with me. I gave him some pipe tobacco, showed him how to pack it, showed him how to light it, showed him how to keep it lit. If you have any questions, ask them down in the comments. We'll readjust and answer you folks uh, on the next one. Also, uh, feel free to like, subscribe, follow. We're going to switch into the uh, video medium possibly as soon as next week on Sunday. We're going to have Jeff here with a camera. I'm going to have a better mic. Uh, we're going to figure out how to do the, uh, the, the editing and all the other things and Harold's got his heart out. He's just finishing up his uh, pipe here. Thanks for coming along with us. Get your tools, get your pipe, Get some nice premium pipe tobacco, go to J.M. Boswell, tell them that the CCP sends you the Cigars and Conversations podcast, that is. They don't sponsor us, but let them know that their product is good enough that we gave them a good shout-out here. And uh, as we're going to always say, good life, good drink, good company, good riddance. We're going to call this the After Show. Harold is still here finishing up his beer, and he gave me a pro tip. He's like, hey, remind the listener how to clean out their pipe. So what we just did is, uh, again, every hobby comes with its accessories. Get yourself some pipe cleaners of an appropriate length for the pipe that you own. Uh, Run them from the tendon. Take Take the tendon off always turn the tendon as you're extracting always turn it doesn't matter which direction it's not threaded but turn as you pull Run the pipe cleaner all the way through the tendon If you've got a lot of cleanliness on there feel free to run it through a couple of times If you don't every time it's a little bit black get a new uh, pipe cleaner use the somewhat cleaner end to clean Uh, That little area on the back side of the pipe not the bowl piece But the part that connects to the tendon that goes to the mouthpiece Run it through absorb all that moisture clean up a little bit of the cake and Unless you have a really thick cake on the inside of your bowl. Just let the bowl develop its carbon layer That's going to keep things nice and cool and It's gonna enhance the overall smoking experience. I just packed myself a big like, bigger than the peaches and cream, but not as big as the nearly full bowl that we did of the other tobacco that we had. If you missed it, go back to the beginning of the episode and listen to that. <laughs> but I just grabbed myself a really big two-finger pinch of the sweet tea, and we're going to give this Two fingers, our... that's big to me also. <clears throat> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Harold's just going to duck out of here whenever he ducks out. I'm going to splash this beer and blaze. And, uh... Everybody root for Harold's team. We don't care what their name is. Box one. Okay. We we hope they win uh, this afternoon's basketball game. Uh, We had a nice breakfast and a couple of beers. Came up here, had a couple of bowls of pipe smoke, and uh, I had a couple of sips of whiskey, and I've got most of the beer to enjoy here. So here's to the home team. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. That founder's all-day IPA. That is a good beer. It really washes down the taste of that Bud Light that I didn't drink.
1: <laughs> you know what's weird is how you just shotgunned it. I mean, no taste. just went right through it. You just swallowed it like a champ.
0: What's crazy is how my body rejected it, and I immediately pissed out my ass, too. <laughs> None of that happened. None of it. So, uh, the, the sweet tea. You don't really get the tea from the first sniff. You don't really get the tea when you're uh, you know, smelling it in the bowl, but it does have that inherent sweetness. Just did five hard puffs to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, bless me, thank you. Where did I put my fudge and pipe tool? Well, we got one here. Always have a number of pipe tools because if you don't, you're going to lose one and then... Then you're going to have the black finger. Um, that's when you, well, Harold can observe. You know, you put your finger down inside your pipe, you're just going to have the black finger. You don't want that. Like, you know how a pipe smoker has a brand new girlfriend? He's got one clean finger.
1: <laughs> how does he get rid of that black? Does he uh, somehow soak it in cider, or?
0: Yeah, soak it in apple cider. Apple cider? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. That'll work. That'll clean it up. Yeah. Soak soak it in cider. Where the fuck did I put my pipe tool? I don't have a flesh apron to lose it under. I mean, I got some girth to me, but Jesus. Well, whatever. It doesn't really... Did I take it? it? I mean, it's... No, because yours was here, and, you know, like, the lighter's here, the pipe is here. You know, this really doesn't matter. We should be uh, discussing flavor notes... Did I throw it down in the can here somewhere? I might have dropped it down in the chair. It's not under my... Sil- oh. Always check the gooch, boys and girls. <laughs> Always check the gooch. If all else fails and you're doing a sitting sport, like being a keyboard warrior on uh, X or some other forum, you check the gooch. X, that's the new Twitter, huh? Yeah, that's what they call Twitter. Uh, we, we will probably start some other social medias... Um, Another phrase that we're going to use around here is, uh, if you do not sip the social meads, right? Because we're going to sip some mead up here eventually, but social media. I
1: have homemade mead.
0: Oh, I make my own mead. Oh, I also make
1: mead tasting.
0: I also make my own cider. My apple tree is popping off this year. I'm really hoping to make, like, a couple of gallons. Mm. Like, I'm hopeful. I've got a five-gallon food-safe bucket, and I've got my vapor lock and all that stuff. I'm hoping to press, like, a good amount of apples. Uh, this, this is why we're calling it the after show. Look how quick we're changing topics. If you have a friend, I hope you have one or two, you just bounce around and it goes crazy. If
1: you had friends, would you be two hours into this? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> totally. If, if I had less friends, I'd probably have more hours into this. I disagree.
1: Actually, I think, uh, yeah, this is this is great. I like what you're doing. It's only going to get better.
0: Yeah. What's what's crazy is I'm pretty sure my girlfriend's waiting for me, but I'm like, but babe, I got to build my reputation. Like, don't you want a high status male? I mean, like, if people will worship me, I'll develop magical abilities. Oh, you're going to be way more handsomer the more money you have and the more popularity you have. Which is why you should buy me a beer about it. Absolutely. Figure out how you can pay me. I've monetized already, so figure out Um, how you can pay me. And is there going to be ads on this? Uh, If I get enough following, Spotify is already going to add their ads to it. I think it's going to be, like, every so many minutes or whatever. Uh, But then I can get my own sponsors who will actually pay me directly. And then I will very much, like our hero Joe Rogan, mention, you know, it's, like, brought to you by Good Ranchers. Like, honestly, there's a couple of products that I'll just mention because I just like them so well, my and and if they hate me downstairs, i in this place. It, yeah, absolutely. Like something like we have a local cigar lounge that we're recording in. Uh, I don't know if they want to be mentioned by name, but they told me that I'm cool to do this up here, which is fantastic. But you need you need that to get gone. Yeah, might. Oh, that's that's just that's just backwash. I don't want that. I was thinking if that actually has some color to it, I'd take it. Um. Anyway, Harold's leaving now, and he makes a good point. Uh, if you know good sponsors who will give us equipment or software or anything like that, mention it in the comments. I'm following very closely as of right now. We're not going to have a paid intern or uh, engineer anytime soon, but if we grow this to a degree, good luck. Thank you, James. Tell, tell the boys and girls on your team uh, how much... I'm rooting for them. I will, and, and I will tell them to listen. Oh, absolutely. The CCP. Especially, yeah, especially to this episode because we're gonna be close to three hours. I'm gonna finish this bowl and wrap it up. All right. Uh, Sorry, I have to
1: leave midway. No, it's fine. It's I fine. No, it's, it's
0: more than it's more than midway. I didn't know we were gonna be so interesting.
1: Anyway, all
0: right. I'll yeah. see you. See you, man. Good, Good luck. Thank you. That's the sound of him going down the stairs. There's the door. All right, so sweet tea. This is what we're smoking. I'm gonna relight. Very good. Holds holds the heat well. Uh, Not too hot on the tongue, but you immediately get that sweetness. That's probably why they call it sweet tea. Uh, it's got some some tannins of the tobacco, which probably resembles tea. This is a J.M. Boswell out of uh, Pennsylvania, and they make really nice premium pipe tobaccos. Numerous flavors, numerous different ways that they serve it to you. They got the little the little rounds and the flakes. Um, You can buy pounds at a time. Not quite my flavor. I want to try different things all the time. Something you may notice when you get into cigars or pipe tobacco is the quest for your flavor. That happens with so many people. You try one thing and it's your favorite and then you try it again and it just doesn't hit you the same. That is absolutely, positively common. People will always be looking for that special flavor. They're always looking for the like their, their favorite. Like a lot of people have a favorite cocktail, a favorite beer. Those people are lucky. There's a lot of people who like they try all kinds of different drinks. All types of different alcohols, all types of different uh, beers and ciders, and it isn't that you're out there to get drunk. It isn't out there to get, you know, nicotine high or whatever. There is a elusive flavor that somebody is looking for on a regular basis, and you don't even have to look for it on a super regular basis. You're just looking for your flavor, and that's that's kind of part of the hobby. It's like those guys who are always tinkering on something in the garage. It's not that there's something wrong with their car, but they got to get new wheels. Or they got to change the springs, or the shocks, or the struts, or they got to get coilovers, or they got to lower it, or lift it, or get airbags uh, for their big truck, or for their little sports car. That's okay. Everybody has a little hobby, And as long as they're taking the time to enjoy it and they're not really stressed and chronically wasting money on it, that's all right. There's no problem with that. So here on the Cigars and Conversations podcast, we're going to make nasty jokes. We're going to talk about politics and humanity, work and fun. But what is going to facilitate the conversation is some nice tobacco and or a drink. Some of us don't always drink, some of us don't always smoke, some of us don't do either, but we're going to integrate other people into the conversation, and we can hear about what they're into and what they do. And I hope today I gave Harold enough time to really talk about himself and what he does. We kind of branched off and went different directions, because I really don't think He's super interested in what he carries in his rig. But he carries an Israeli bandage. He carries a tourniquet. He carries gauze. Uh, he knows how to do CPR. He has donated a blanket to somebody who unfortunately passed away on the road there. And he was kind enough to give up his blanket to cover the person with. And he didn't want it back, is what I'll say there, to... Give respect to the dearly departed. And give respect to the people who use the blanket to cover the person. Um, But having a bag in your car and having a first aid kit is very responsible. And it's not just responsible for you. It's responsible for the people around you should you choose to be of service. To be that good Samaritan. And it doesn't matter your political ideology or your, you know, job or anything like that. If you're in a position to help somebody, uh, I hope you do so. And, uh, you know, it's okay if you take a little bit of a loss to help somebody out. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. Here at the Cigars and Conversations podcast, we are more concerned about building uh, individual responsibility and helping out the community so that we're all in a position to be a good friend and a good conversation for someone else. So back to the uh, sweet tea pipe tobacco, which I undoubtedly talked it out. Really trying to get a nice cherry so I can uh, keep it lit. Oh, that retro hail is spicy. Oh, I'm gonna let that cool off again before I do that. But wow, it is sweet. I really opened up the sinuses, and I didn't even inhale it. But wow, that is sweet. Uh, much better on the retro hail. Getting like uh, some, some like raisins and. Um, the sweetness kind of coats your mouth, not in a not in a bad way. I'm gonna see if I can break that up a little bit with some of this uh, Founders All Day IPA. Doesn't rinse off super clean or super easy. I do have some uh, neat Maker's Forty Six here. I might try that in a little bit. Really trying hard to keep those lit. Really did a lot of pulls on that there. That was quite the effort. Wow. Um, it's not a cardio exercise, but to avoid inhaling and stuff, you're kind of holding your breath when you're, when you're puffing on a pipe or a cigar. And I just did like 10, 12 hard pulls to keep this going. But I think we're in business now. You gotta keep a good tempo with uh, smoking a pipe. Got a good rolling cherry here. Smoking a pipe is a little bit messy. Uh, In helping Harold with his, and taking care of mine, and uh, just the amount of moisture that you can get on your pipe cleaners, and the amount of uh, condensation you can get from the moisture of the tobacco building up inside your tendon. You can stain your fingers pretty easily. It's not bad. Smells really nice. Uh, it's kind of smoky and sweet, especially with the varieties of pipe tobacco we tried tonight or today. It's just just here afternoon. It's a uh, two twenty two. Was a good long period of time just smoking um, this because of the sweetness is very hot in the mouth it's not unpleasant if you don't mind fidgeting with you know lighting and relighting but if you're really trying to keep it lit and you're tamping and uh, tapping to keep the ash you know to a to a good smolder and to keep that cherry rolling uh, you know, just turning the pipe tool here around, just tamping it down and then, you know, puffing again to keep it lit. Yeah, it's it's nearly gone out again, just talking that long. So I'm gonna reduce the humidity on my pipe tobaccos, but good golly. Uh if if you really like smoking a pipe and i do on occasion it's not my go-to it is a it is an active smoking process instead of a passive you can just set a cigar down for a couple minutes at a time and it'll stay lit Um, the filters really just kicked on it sounds like they're going to interfere with the podcast a little bit i don't know if it was because i really spent the effort to create a pretty good smoke cloud here in my localized area. There is certainly a low roar in the background here. I, I apologize for the audio quality. We're going to get ourselves a better mic. It'll be here next week and then Jeff will be here uh, next Sunday and hopefully he'll be able to give us an update on his Minnesota trip and uh, really, you know, add some more conversation and be able to stick around a little bit longer. Uh, we did not plan on going as long as we went, but the conversation leads the conversation as it's said, and we just kind of went way on way as a couple of people do when they're just hanging out being friends. Uh, something else that was noticed, and I look forward to hearing uh, notes about it is how our not having an engineer plays into the podcast i'm not really looking at the audio feed to see what the peaks and all that stuff are but i hope to hear from you folks about you know what kind of background noise if you think it would be a feature to have somebody to google stuff for us as we're conversing uh really just you know Sound off about how you feel about the podcast. Don't send it to me directly if you have my number, which some of you folks do. But uh, make a comment in the podcast feed. Make sure you answer our polls. We're definitely going to do more how-tos, and maybe we'll readdress these uh, how-tos in the future. Uh, But most of all, just uh, make a friend. Take some time. Enjoy uh, smoking a drink with them. And remember, it is a good life, there is good smoke, there is good drinks, and good riddance. Bye-bye.